help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brands. How can e-commerce brands craft a compelling story? In this episode, we are joined by Alexander Novikov, Marketing Director at Way Boutique, with a wealth of experience in helping over 100 brands, including the likes of Stella Artois and Pizza Express. Alexander has honed his experience in creating purpose-driven brands. He's the author of Not Another Pair of Shoes and the Reno keynote speaker who's passionate about developing brand stories that can change behavior and impact how people feel about brands. In this episode, we will dive into the art of storytelling for e-commerce brands and how it can set them apart in the crowded marketplace. You will get the answers for the following questions. What is the first chapter of a great brand story? And why is it crucial for e-commerce brands? How can an e-commerce brand find its purpose from the customer's perspective? And what change do they want to make? What are the common pitfalls in branding? And how can e-commerce brands avoid them to create a compelling brand story? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I asked all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips and tools to use. Now let's get ready! How can an established brand differentiate itself from the competition using storytelling? A brand can differentiate itself by creating an engaging story, first of all, by creating a story that really resonates with their audience and that is true to them, to to their core identity. Because so many times people, brands, they create stories, but they don't really resonate with people. So you differentiate by creating a story that's true to yourself and true to your audience that you want to, to attract. What do you think? What is the purpose of brand building? I know that if somebody has a stinky feet, it's also a brand building in the, in the classroom, you know, he's building a brand of a stinky feet guy. But are there any purpose of building a strong brand for D2C brands? It depends if the if the business owner, if the founder wants to build a brand that's meaningful because some, some people, they just want to, you know, make a profit and that's it. And they don't want to have a meaningful brand purpose, a meaningful brand. And not every brand is a t-shirt brand. That's something that I wrote in my um, newsletter that I sent. A t-shirt brand is when a company, when people want to wear the logo on that t-shirt of that specific brand. And some sometimes, you know, companies, they're not building a t-shirt brand. For example, if you think of a couple of brands, like, would you wear a t-shirt from them if they gave it to you for free with their logo? It's like... Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, when you look at other legacy brands or iconic brands that we all always, you know, speak about Apple, Nike and other stuff, and there's other brands that are small. Huel, for example, yeah, I would wear their t-shirt, but that's because they're building a t-shirt brand. So it comes down to, do you really want to build a meaningful brand? And then if yes, then you have to take the right steps to build a meaningful brand. And it's not more ads, it's more human touch. It's more, how can we help our consumers improve their life with our product? And then it creates stories that resonate and that inspire people. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? Uh, Can a commodity brand switch to a purpose-driven mentality? And if so, how? A commodity brand can switch i mean there's so many commodities like you look at an example of, of nike you know they sell shoes right there it's a commodity but it, they they need to switch the mentality of knowing and knowing that the reasons why they want to become a purpose-driven brand if it's only because it's trendy it's not worth it because it requires a lot of time a lot of resources and a lot of energy to switch that mentality and become a purpose-driven brand because you need to create campaigns that are branding campaigns that you know they don't ask in the end of the video or in the end of the post or on social buy 
now and it requires you to think about your story about your brand purpose and it's like if you don't have that mentality if you don't really believe in that there is no point because so many resources are going to be wasted just because you think it's trendy and you want to see results in, in you know in a year you need to think long term and it's cliche but that's the truth because if you create one campaign you know it will the return investment will be in the next years not one year so that's you know you have to think sales versus branding for example so that's the ratio that's the mentality that you need to have so will i be willing as a business owner to invest resources in this to become a purpose-driven brand and then go and execute that or just become be a brand that you are <laughs> i don't know which one comes first sales or branding what do you think well, sales you need because you need to pay salaries and you need to pay electricity and rent. They're both important, but it, it depends on the, the size of the company, uh, where the company is at. Uh, the more branding you do, the better, the better the sales are because you don't need to spend time to convince people that you're good or your product is good because if you're you invest a lot in branding then people can see that your product is really high quality you have the stories behind it but if you only do sales then it's like okay please buy my stuff please buy my toothpaste please buy my toothpaste because we're good but nobody believes you because you haven't done any branding you haven't done the foundation work so you're just going out and shouting buy my toothpaste because you want more sales so both are important but there needs to be a balance that each business needs to answer it not answer each business needs to find the balance for themselves and what do you think what is the first chapter of a great brand story and uh, why is it important the first chapter of a great brand story is knowing why you do and the transformation that you provide to your customers so for example why would someone what happens when someone buys your product and how does it improve their life so that's the foundations like what is the how do we help our customers change their lives in a way not not, not save lives or you know we might not be solving you know huge worldwide problems like hunger or cancer but you might be contributing to something that improves the other person's life so th figuring out what is that how are they living their lives and how your product enhances their lifestyle because every single business exists because there's a problem so you say that uh, a brand can find its purpose through consumers also so from a consumer perspective if he's seeing himself as a company from a customer perspective it could be also a way to find its purpose yeah because if if the customer has a problem isn't it they usually uh, usually well not usually but a lot of businesses they start because there is a problem so they see there's a problem in the market and the consumer is struggling with something and the business owner the entrepreneur that he thinks of a solution so he thinks okay this is the solution i'm going to start so of course it comes a big part comes from the consumer as well because you know we are all consumers end of the day so what are the challenges of uh, executing a brand story effectively so not just writing the strategy down on a paper but really executing it the challenge executing a good brand story is the execution itself it's the having the brand aesthetics having understanding visual identity and unfortunately smaller companies they don't um, they think that something is nice but it's not really that appealing the designs are not that uh, great and there's a gentleman that is starting a company a DTC brand and he showed me his brand guidelines. He showed me um, the stuff that he did. And unfortunately, well, it was shit. And it's like, you're not going to go far with that. And it's a luxury brand that he starts. And it's like, he said, I'll rebrand later. And 
he's going to lose a lot of money and resources trying to convince people that he's luxury, which nobody's going to believe him that is luxury. Your designs that doesn't shout luxury. And we live in an era where we need to show, not tell. So show me that you're luxury. Show me that you care. And when we had a chat with him, uh, before, before when I saw the guidelines and stuff that he's done, I thought, oh, this must have been a really cheap design, like from Fiverr or something. And when we spoke, he said, yeah, the designer was from Fiverr. No, obviously, I'm some there's some great designers on Fiverr, but you can see, you know, the quality of them. Yeah. The most important thing in execution is design aesthetics, learning what's good, uh, listening for feedback and um, yeah, paying a bit more, but having having better results. So what types of content matter in brand building? You mentioned the graphic design already, but are there others that matter? Yeah, of course. I mentioned design because that's visual, but you know, you have videography, you have podcasts, you have articles, you have, but everything goes under content, right? So eBooks, you need to have great con- content on. If you're writing, writing an article, it needs to be great. There's this thing that, you know, production quantity versus quality. And some, you know, some people follow some advice from well-known people saying, go, you have to hustle and do content constantly but what's the cost of bad content so an example i had i wrote an article and a friend of mine read it because he he wanted that particular topic about productivity and stuff and he replied he said good article but did you rush writing it and i was like actually i did rush because i had to get it done and he said i could feel that it was rushed because i didn't understand some points and the transition the transitions weren't good enough and i was like shit he's right he's 100 right he didn't know that i was rushed and then it made it made me think like what's better to publish seven articles a week and have them mediocre or publish maybe three articles per week but have them really good that are really good that people want to share and 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 read and engage and so I think I'm understanding more and more I'm coming to the conclusion myself that it's better to do less but more in terms of quality so improve spend that two three hours more on a, a video on a podcast on a, an article but the quality should be better and i understand the idea do do more do more do more and you know some people like gary v that's what they say do more but you know gary v has 15 people 20 people on his team just working on his account which obviously has a lot of talent on his team not everybody has 15 people on their payroll doing content for them so it's easy to say do content every day when you're running a, a 500 people agency and 15 are working for you but it's harder for or a business person that has, you know, uh, two, three, four employees doing content because, you know, as a business owner, we wear different hats. So I think it comes down to balancing and say, okay, I'll, I'm going to hire this person to do ABC that are really good. I'm going to hire someone else or I'm going to, you know, learn myself, but publish less. So I, I think that's that's the good mentality to, ha- to, to have. How could they find the right balance between quality and quantity in brand building? So maybe for brand building, you have to sit down and make a strategy for a week and then execute it like a half a year. And afterwards, one year, your time is up and your money is gone and there isn't any good uh, branding in your hand. So h- how to find the balance between quantity and quality? I really don't know because it comes down to different people, different uh, brands. For example, if you're building a luxury brand like the gentleman that I spoke to, I wouldn't sacrifice quality at all. You're a luxury brand. Um, for some other instances, for example, for myself, as I'm creating content for myself, I would sacrifice a bit of quality because I'm not building a luxury brand myself or my agency. We're not luxury. So anything that I publish as Alex, for example, I can sacrifice a bit of quality 
quality, but anything that my agency published, I wouldn't sacrifice quality because that's agency that's like, you know, in my head, I, I, I wouldn't sacrifice for myself, yes, because that's my character. I, I, you know, I make mistakes, I'm a bit sloppy, but with brands, for example, even small brands, even startups, like, you know, you're starting a toothbrush company, I wouldn't sacrifice at all quality because that's your product. Some people, you know, might have different idea or uh, disagree and say, no, you you shouldn't sacrifice at all, even in your personal brand. But for DDC brands, I, I wouldn't sacrifice quality at all, like at all and have the highest quality because it's so hard nowadays to compete, not to compete, but to be in the market because we're competing against Apple, we're competing against Netflix, we're competing against so many huge production companies, you know, so people have learned in terms of aesthetics that what is good and what is bad. What are some examples that you've bumped into for D2C brands that have successfully differentiated themselves through storytelling or have a great brand identity? So from DTC brands, Huel, uh, they do a great job in terms of product. They don't have really great stories. Um, I think they're just average in terms of storytelling. It's They're, they're very focused on product. But as in terms of product uh, development and the customer service, they're fantastic. So they do an amazing job there. And I've been a client for the past, I don't know, five, six years now. And if you're not aware of what Huel is, because I think that everybody knows what Huel is. Huel is basically, it's healthy food, uh, it's powder, or um, they have, you put in hot water. So different, they have lots of products, but basically it's food, healthy food that is delivered to you. And yeah. And the other brand that I like, and I think they're doing a fantastic job is the Humble Core well-being company. Um, they sell toothpaste and toothbrushes and flosses and all the stuff for well-being and ear pads, everything basically in terms of what you need for well-being. And they're a small company in Sweden. I never thought that I would order toothpaste from a website. Because like, why would you order toothpaste from a website? It's like three, four euros. But, you know, five years now, I've been ordering toothpaste and toothbrushes from their website from Sweden because I love their brand identity. I love what they stand for because they communicate, they create great stories of inspiring us of how it's important to care about the planet. So I can I feel in a way from their story that I'm contributing in a good way. And the last example is Rafa, is a company that sells cycling clothes. So last year I started cycling because I'm training for Ironman and I didn't know any brands in the industry. I know obviously Nike, that's my favorite brand. But when I was looking online, I found different brands, cheap, expensive. And I found Rafa, I stumbled across them. And I just loved the whole brand identity. The whole feeling of the brand was amazing. And their stories and the, the videos that they created online. Like if you have a look at what they do, it's just like, wow. So my goal was initially to buy a 50 pound jersey for cycling because I bought one. It was cheap. It was 30 pounds. I was like, I didn't like it much. The design was okay. But then I went into the store and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And you know, from 50 pounds, I spent 350. Oh no, 300. 10, 20, somewhere that like triple the amount that I want to spend just because of their branding, of their story. And I was inspired and I was like, oh yeah, I need this. I need this. I need this. So it just shows that branding works, but you can't have a direct ROI. I can't say, oh, because they had a good video there, I bought that uh, that, that thing. Oh, because they had a good social media post there. I, no, it's a, it, it's a branding is a general feeling. It's like love. You can't say that this is big the person that bought this product is because of that. It's everything combined and you can't have only good videos and then bad podcasts or uh, bad articles. Everything needs to, to be coherent, especially when you're creating a brand identity. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, if you are a 10 in certain numbers, but if you are one in others. 
Yeah. What do you think? How could the DTC brand owners uh, could ask the right questions when building a brand story? So what what are the questions that they need to ask themselves before building a brand? There are actually quite a few questions that they need to ask. When I work with brands, there's so much, so many questions. Like literally, we work for sometimes for three, four months of interviews and interviews and interviews asking questions. I mean, I ask questions to the business owners to create the story. But one of the most important questions i think it comes down to what change am i trying to make so if you ask that question yourself and you think and contemplate what change am i making in the society with my product that's i think one of the most important questions that can bring a lot of insights uh, on your story and how you communicate and how you think about storytelling so it's what change do you want to make what change are you making in this world with your product or with service and if they want to make their branding on their own uh, what are the mistakes that they should avoid at any cost looking at what the competition is doing so many times we look at what johnny and uh, maria is doing next door but you know we can create our own category like booking.com expedia.com all these brands they compete against stuff like oh we have more properties we have this but if you look at airbnb they created a new category they created a category for themselves they're not competing against accommodation it's about experiences or you're looking for a, a chef airbnb and they, they have they've created an amazing strategy and th- there are many resources showing that you know they, they stopped spending so much money on advertising ppc campaign and they reinvested in branding and it works but every business needs to look at themselves and say okay this is what we want to focus on how should they separate their own personal brand from the company's brand or should they merge it with 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 their own brand like their personal brand and the company's brand that's really good the question in me close and it's hard because i don't know the balance uh because if you're building a personal brand it's good it's really good people engage more with personal brands for dtc brands it, it depends it depends from each person i i don't know what is the right balance for each individual it depends how outgoing they are because there's some people that are, they're not really charismatic on camera or they They really don't want to put themselves in front of a microphone. But, you know, if you're building a personal brand, you can't just write articles. I mean, uh, there are hundreds of examples, I think, that people, you know, just write articles or create a a social account and, and build that. But I think videos voice they're important because your personal brand people want to see the a face behind that so it, it, it depends from each business person saying okay i'm gonna mix it have 50 of my personal brand stuff and 50 of of the brands because with your personal stuff you can include more things you can talk about other topics as well uh, it might be personal development and it might be you know book books that you read it depends what industry what interests you but each business owner needs to think about themselves and how they want to put themselves out there and have self-awareness like you know if you're not good in front of a camera or you know just don't don't put yourself in that position or learn like just looking from from myself you know i was i was really bad in front of camera but throughout the years i think i've improved just being objective it's like yeah you're better but you still have to improve you know <laughs> if you had the time and energy and write your second book about uh, branding what would be the title of it i know that you've already wrote a book about branding but if you had the time and energy to write a second book the first book not not another pair of shoes um is all about storytelling and the importance of stories but i think my second book would be m- more about purpose in terms of just focusing on on your purpose and finding your purpose without the formulas but the mentality and why we fall in love with brands Great. And uh, last but not least, I want to give some seeds and nutrition for D2C brands. So I will ask uh, four quick questions and I want some answers from you. Uh, the first is, what books 
other than yours or influencers would you recommend to read or follow as a D2C brand? Okay, so definitely all marketeers are liars by Seth Godin. Another book is This is Marketing by Seth Godin. I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin, not not always not not only because he endorsed my book, but I just love his style of writing and the mentality. So that's okay. Enough of Seth. Uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, which is not branding, but it's really good book. Ah, the Twelve Week Year as well. Uh, that's a really good book. Basically, the concept is every quarter is a year. High Performance by Jake uh, Humphrey. That's four books. I think four really good books to read. Ah, and last one I would uh, I would recommend uh, Stephen King on writing. He wrote a book about writing and how to how to become better. Oh. I didn't know that he he wrote a book on writing. Uh, the second is what is the biggest mistake that D2C brands could make? The single biggest one. The single biggest mistake D2C brands could make is not focus on the customer, but focus on the on themselves and their profits. And could you tell me your quick growth tip related to branding that they could apply tomorrow? Care. I think that's the best. That's the best growth hack we can all have is care about your customer and care about what you create. Uh, and the last is what tools would you use as a DTC brand for growth? Tools is like social tools or email tools. Uh, it could be yeah, other softwares. I mean, they're endless. There's so many tools in terms of helping us to to manage better social media and marketing in general. I don't have any specific tools that I use. I mean, all tools are great, but like you know, schedule scheduling posts on later or Notion, for example, is a great tool or Evernote or you know the um, engagement tools for Instagram. So there's so many tools. I don't I don't think I have one specific. And sometimes it can get overwhelming with so many tools. Just choose a couple of tools and master them. I would I would suggest. Thank you, Alexander, for accepting my call and give me this tremendous amount of value for the listeners. I thank you very much, Mikros. I appreciate it. It's an honor being on your podcast. And thank you for creating a podcast and inspiring knowledge and uh, connecting people with uh, with each other. And don't forget to try these tips today. For more seeds and nutrition, stay tuned for the next episode.